Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Brandy. And we're encouraging you to start cramming memories into everyday life. Hello and welcome. Today we want to chat about something that I've been thinking about because I've seen people talk about, do they really want to buy a camper and does it make sense monetarily? Mm-hmm. And there was actually a guy on a board that I follow, and he was asking, what kind of camper should I buy? What kind of travel trailer? And a lot of people had um, a lot of opinions on what kind of camper and what size and what is this tow vehicle. Then they started talking about um, all the other expenses that you need whenever you have a camper, everything that you have to purchase up front, then insurance, yeah. then storage. It's definitely, it can be a long list. Yeah, and then um, the guy responded back after, you know, people just piled on. Um, he said, man, sounds like I'd be better off just taking a five to $8,000 vacation once a year. And maybe he is. And I thought, yeah, maybe you should. So what we want to talk about is owning an RV worth it to you. So I started thinking, is owning a camper really worth it to you? So I took a couple possibilities and kind of laid out the the upfront cost um, if you financed it over a period of years, the insurance every month, and also tag and other various things. So let's just take a look at this. First off, we looked at kind of an entry-level travel trailer for a family of four, which is very, very typical. Mm-hmm. That's what we've purchased. Right. And that's Two usually of them. very true. And that's what most people are are in the market for whenever they're looking for their first travel trailer. Yeah. So let's look at one. Um, out the door cost $22,900. Okay. Finance for six years at 4.5% interest. That seems rather typical of any credit union. Right. Um, that, that boils down to $363 a month. So over a period of six years, you're going to pay $26,136, right? Well, okay. okay. That's pretty normal math. You can pull up a, a calculator anywhere and figure out payments and interest. Right. It's pretty standard. Then I did insurance of right at $40 a month, which is pretty typical. I kind of shopped around. Right. So you're going to pay about a, um, so you're going to pay about $480 a year for insurance. That's a total of about Almost $3,000 over a period of six years. So I'm kind of looking at this for the whole life alone. Okay. Because once the camper gets paid off, if you still keep it, there's no cost except for the tags and insurance. Okay. All right. The average startup cost. Now, this can vary wildly. You can go crazy. To outfit your camper? To outfit your camper, to buy generators, to buy everything that you want. Um, I just said, and I always tell people anywhere between $1,500 and $2,000. I went with the $2,000 cost. Um, that's for weight distribution hitches, um, and any other thing else that you need. You're going to need towels. You're going to need silverware. You're going to need bedding. You're going to need wheel chocks. You're going to need some sort of leveling system. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that we've had to purchase to, um, to outfit Frida. 
that is true. So we took that, um, and I just kind of included that in my overall six-year cost. Mm -hmm. And then a tag. Now, this is another one that can vary wildly from state to state. Very true. And in, in, in our state, it can vary county to county and city to city. So. Absolutely. So now I pay about $225 a year for my tag. Seems stupid high for me. But the ad valorem tax here is higher on recreational vehicles that don't travel the road as much. It makes a lot of sense. so crazy. Makes We're paying for it to sit in our driveway. Yep. yep. Anyway, so that's a that's a total of about uh, $1,350 uh, $1, over the period of six years. Okay. All right. So I took all those numbers and I added them up and basically uh, divided them by six. So total for everything is like $32,366 if you add all those expenses okay. up. This is not including like gas to go anywhere. This is just purchasing all the stuff. Just the travel trailer. And the financing. Um, the cost per month for that six years of everything included is about $450 a month. Okay. Right? So that's, and per year, um, that's about $5,388 per year. To own your travel trailer. To own a basic $22,000, travel trailer to finance it, buy all this stuff, pay the insurance for it. And this doesn't include one thing. What's that? Storage. Oh, yeah. So we don't think about that because our travel trailer is always in our driveway. Yeah, we're we're very fortunate. So, so ours sits in our driveway and um, we don't have to pay that fee. So that's another fee that you may have to tack on. Doesn't sound very appealing so far, does it? Well, I mean, you're saying $5,800 for a year to own a travel trailer? Yeah. That's a very nice Disney vacation. It's it's super nice. Disney trip, um, that would be a ball and cruise. It would be kind of for, fancy pants. For, you know, for two people especially. Right. Um, so let's, let's take a look now at about a $90,000 Class A. Yes. Same basic things, but I'm averaging this over 10 years because people usually finance those longer. Right, because they generally cost more. They so. generally cost more, so people finance those. I'm not going to go through all the particulars. I did more on TAG, a little bit higher interest rate because it's, you know, it's a much longer time. The The insurance was was more. Basically, total spent over 10 years is about $138,000 on a $90,000 Class A. Okay. These are, some of them are fictitious numbers, but they're well in the ballpark, right? It's just math. It's just math. It's really simple. It, it is math. So per month, what that averages out to is about um, $1,156 um, per year. It would be about $13,872. That's two Disney vacations. That's definitely two Disney vacations. Well, two Disney vacations and at a moderate. No. No, we could probably do a, a deluxe with that one. Maybe one. But anyway, all right. So, man, it looks really expensive to own a travel trailer. So, basically, what I'm saying is stop the podcast, quit looking at campers, RVs, turn back now, sell yours now, and get out. It's Absolutely. a money pit. Absolutely. Okay. Let's just look at this though. There are some ways to offset this this cost. This is freaking you out, and you don't own one, or you just bought one, and you're like. Man, I really didn't add the math up. I didn't think about it that no, far in all, advance. Yeah, all I did was look at that one payment. There's a big trend lately of people renting their campers. Yes. And there's several sites. Um, we've never personally done it. We've talked about it. And right now, we just don't want to rent our one and only camper. 
No, and probably at some point in time in our future, I would like to get a travel trailer just for that purpose because I think it would be kind of fun. I think it'd be really fun to, to uh, you know, doll one up, yes. rent it, um, and watch the look on people's faces whenever you drop it off. Let them have a great time and go and pick it up and get somebody excited about camping. Absolutely. Right. That's the goal. Yeah. So that is one way. Um, a, a friend of mine is actually doing that with his fifth wheel now. Um, he's got it rented out several times. He said he needs to rent it out four or five more times this year, and it's only April right now. Um, and he would have paid his camper payment for the entire year. Just by renting his Just travel by trailer. Renting, yeah. Wow. Um, the only recommendation there is always go through a company. Because if you go through a, a rental company, even though they take a cut of it, they um, they do require the renters to take out um, insurance through them. That's good to know. So if they trash your trailer, if it catches on fire, because chances are your insurance is not going to cover your camper while it's being rented. Mm, that would definitely be something to check in your policy. Yeah, and they usually ask that. So you better be honest if you're doing it or wow. you may end up with a pile of ash and no way to pay for it. That's scary. But that's why those those rental places, um, I would definitely recommend going, you know, going through that. So that is one way to offset that cost if it truly freaks you out a ton. It's a good idea. Yep. So if you only camp twice a year, this may not make sense for you. That's true. I mean, two times a year. To own a travel trailer. To own a travel trailer. Let's just go back to our... $5,500, $5,800 a year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of dough to just take two trips in. Yeah, that's true. So what I would recommend to you, if that's your plan or if that's all you can do... Right, if that's your situation. Because of work, you mm -hmm. only get two weeks vacay, right? I would highly recommend using one of those sites and renting a camper. Yeah. Because you could rent... Um, for two weeks easily in that $5,000 Oh, my mark. gosh, yes. Way easy, right? So I would think about doing that before I purchased a camper um, if you can only really use it once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of cost to, to only be able to use it just a couple times. And I actually went on a couple of those sites, and um, you could rent it. For twice a year, a, a travel trailer is about $377 for two days or $850 for a week. Okay, so that's not too bad. Not too bad. There there are some um, other fees um, if you want it delivered to your campsite that you have to pay. Oh, then you wouldn't have to worry about towing a vehicle at either. All. Wow, you just show up at a campsite and they drop it off. That's kind of nice. It is kind of nice. Um, you could rent a Class A for about $600 for two nights or about $1,400 for five days. Okay. So there there are options out there, right? Yeah. All right. So let's say you're listening to this and you're like, man, what else can I do for that kind of dough every year? So we've already talked about mm -hmm. Disney for four people. Right. On a pretty, you know, budget-friendly Disney trip, you're about four to five k. Right. Right. Depending on your family. Depending on your yeah, family. Yeah, we have two teenagers, so we're all paying adult prices for everything. So, yeah. And your expectations. That's very true as well. Yes, that can highly swing um, how much any trip costs. Any cost. trip costs. That's true. Okay, one other vacation that you could do rather than owning a camper is you could go down to the beach. Yeah. Now, our closest beach waters are Gulf Shores um, right. and the Panhandle of Florida. Mm-hmm. So I started looking up several condos down there during during summer, during their peak seasons. Typically, you're looking about $1,500 a week plus fees for so, a two-bedroom. For a two-bedroom condo down at 
at the beach. Okay. Yep. So again, a lot of dough, but if you can only go once or twice a year, five, you know, four to five thousand dollars a year for total cost yeah. of a camper, or fifteen hundred dollars for that one week, if that's the only week that you can right. get away. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, one other cost from towing and also RVing because they don't get great gas mileage is is fuel. Yeah, we always factor that into our trips. But if you're driving down there anyway, typically from not towing anything to towing something, you cut your fuel economy by about half. Mm -hmm. So if you're just kind of keeping that number, trying to, you know, trying to figure it out, right? So that's one way of thinking about it. I can only take off a couple weeks a year. I thought this camper was going to be a great idea. Now I've bought one and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm spending all this money um, and I can't hardly use it. So there's several options that you could do. You could rent it. Mm-hmm. Or you could rent one to go on your vacation. Yes. Or you could just go on another vacation. And not <laughs> include a travel trailer? At all. Huh. You just go. Yep. Or you find a friend that has a travel trailer. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. Okay. So that is definitely something you could do. Um, kind of flipping the switch, because trust me, this is not all negative about camping. No. This is just about money. This is the realities, too. These are things that you definitely should consider. When you're, you know, looking at them, floor plans are one thing, but like actual cost are another that you need to consider. Definitely. So kind of flipping the switch and going back to the reasons why you should camp. Okay. And then we're going to wrap this kind of around the way I see you have to flip your mental mindset if you're a family on a budget. So let's just throw that out there. If you have no budget... Go buy whatever you want. Absolutely. Have the vacation that you want. Man, buy, buy an Allegro bus and, and go balling in this thing. And enjoy it. Enjoy it. But most people are on some kind of budget. So one of the state parks where we like to camp on the Gulf is Gulf Shore State Park. Yes. We love state parks. Yeah, we like all state parks. We just really enjoy the vibe of them. Mm-hmm. So during kind of the peak-ish seasons, and you do have to make reservations pretty far out. Oh, heck yeah, because that park will fill up quick. They do. So Monday through Friday um, at a state park that in, you know that includes you camping there, full hookup sites. Um, it gives you a pier pass, and it also gives you access to the beach with free parking. Correct. So there, there's a little yeah, bit some there. some parks. It's about $205. That's with all fees. Okay. So wait, you're talking about $205 for a week at the beach with your travel trailer. That or, you're already paying for. That, right. So you have to yeah. kind of in, include that. $1,500 for a condo that same week at the same beach. Yes. Yes. Oh. So stick with me. Okay. So Brandy asked me to go back and look and see what we spent last year just on rental. Right, for our family. For our family, um, for the campsites. So this Mm -hmm. is not for the camper. This is just campsites. Um, In uh, 2018, we we camped a total of 22 nights. I'd like to get that up this year Mm -hmm. to 30, almost 40, you know, would be awesome. Um, We we paid total in 2018 $662 for 22 nights of, of lodging. All right, that's just for the rental of the site. Right. Right. Uh, that is not including the cost of the camper, fuel to get it there, maintenance, mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. Right. So I also looked up what if we would have booked a hotel room in Gatlinburg, which was one of the places which that is we one camped. of the places right. that we camped. So I wanted to go from the beach to the mountains. Right. Okay. 
Gatlinburg, um, you can find a little bit cheaper rooms than you can at the beach typically. Yes. Um, just a nice hotel room that can sleep for for a week. You're about $550 just for the room. And this is a hotel? Yeah. Yeah, okay. This is a hotel. Okay. So for just a, uh, right at $100 more than that one week of just um, a hotel in Gatlinburg cost us, we went on 22 nights. Wow. Of trips to other places. So, this is where you got to mentally flip your mind if you're on a budget and mm-hmm. if you're looking at buying any kind of camper or RV. Is we don't think of, um, man, not only are we going to have our camper, but we're still going to take all these other destination vacations mm-hmm. where where we don't take our campers, right? Because we got a budget, right? So the way we think of it is we're paying for our vacations a little bit every single month. With a camper payment. With a camper payment. So what we're doing is we, you know, we are ultimately probably spending between four or $5,000 a year on getting this camper paid for, plus mm-hmm. all the other tags and uh, fees that we have to pay for it. But we go on many, many, many more trips with our family than yes. we ever would spending that one lump sum on one or two vacations. I totally agree with that. Does that make sense? That absolutely makes sense. It's a total mind shift. Um, And we actually talked to our kids about this before we bought our first one several years ago. I do remember that conversation. Yeah, it was, hey, man, this this is going to be fun. Everybody's stoked about it. But understand, like, we're going to do a lot of smaller trips Mm -hmm. and not only do the beach and the mountains, but go on a lot more local state parks Mm -hmm. that are only – a 30, 45 hour, you know, drive away from us. Right. All right. So let's look at some reasons why not to choose a camper. And and then we can kind of wrap this up with, with some of, some of our reasons on, on why we did. All right. Right. Then I get on my soapbox about a couple other things. (laughs) All right. Why to not choose camper ownership maintenance. Mm -hmm. You either hate doing maintenance or you can't afford to pay somebody to do it. Yeah, because it's got to happen. Because mm-hmm. if not, um, this 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 piece of tin that's sitting out in your driveway or at a storage lot will start leaking. Yes, and it will get nasty, mm-hmm. and you'll still owe money on it. <laughs> yeah. So you want to have to take care of it. Absolutely, it's just like a house or a car. If you enjoy doing the maintenance, like I do, no problem. Check that off your list. I would not put that as a you know as a negative. If you despise doing maintenance and you're not going to cough up the money to pay somebody to do it for you. Yeah, you need to think about that. That may ought to caution you. This may not be the avenue that you need to take for your family. Um, We talked about storage earlier. If you can't store it at your house and that extra monthly expense to store the camper bugs you Mm -hmm. or if it pushes you over budget, you may ought to think of waiting a little longer. Mm -hmm. Or just not owning something that you can't store at your home. Well, you know, we waited because we had talked about getting a travel trailer for the longest time. And we lived in a community that did not allow us to have travel trailers in our driveway. So Yeah, we spent years and weekends of um, looking at campers. And dreaming knowing, about them. Yeah, but I, but I didn't want to buy one if it couldn't be close to me. Because right. I think out of sight, out of mind. Yep. And you don't think about it as much, and you don't think about planning trips for it. Right. So, so we put we put it off until we moved into a house where we could park our travel trailer in our driveway. Yeah. Reason number three why you may not want to choose RV camper ownership. We've kind of mentioned it earlier. If your job 
or anything in your life um, restricts you to only taking one or two trips a year that may just be seven to 14 days, Mm -hmm. it may not be the best decision to want to purchase something like this. Right. I would totally rent. Yes. Yeah. And we have friends who actually were camper owners and both of their daughters are in high school and they are active with their marching band. And so most of the opportune camping times, they were not able to participate. So they ended up selling because it just was not a good fit for them because they had their camper in their driveway and they were watching it sit knowing weekend after weekend, they were going to be at football games on Friday night. So yeah. And, and he didn't want to deal with the, on the maintenance and upkeep. Right. Now, another way that you could think about that is if you already own it, especially if it's paid off, mm-hmm. um, try renting it. That's true. Turn yeah. it into some sort of revenue stream for you, mm-hmm. like we talked about. All right, let's look at a few reasons why you should own a camper. Obviously, and we own a camper. All this junk that I've been whining about, I figured out how I can reconcile it and mm-hmm. just push through it, or it does make sense for yes. us. All right, reason number one, if you use it enough, the cost can be attractive. Well, yeah, a $200 beach trip. Versus a $1,500 beach trip. Exactly. Like we said, um, even with paying for campers, even if you have four or $5,000 a year, if you get to take six to 10 separate trips all year long, Mm -hmm. that's a lot more time out with your family or just doing something that you love rather than just five to 10 days for one big trip. So that's, that's one positive way. If you choose that, I think that can benefit you. Um, number two, if you like being in your own bed and your own surroundings, because campers feel like a second home. <laughs> it does. It absolutely does for us. Yeah, we we love it. And we like the feeling of whether we're at the beach or the mountains, um, coming back here, it feels like coming home, getting in your own absolutely. shower. Yes. All your clothes are here. All mm-hmm. your normal stuff is here. So The few times that we've actually had to stay in a hotel room. It feels strange. It's a little different. It kind of feels different now. Yeah. Um, so, so reason number three why it could make sense is if you do that mind shift change, paying for the camper is basically like saving up for your trips all year long. Mm-hmm. That's just this whole mental shift like I was talking about. And uh, it does allow you to do many more small trips mm-hmm. than just one or two big trips. So I, I think that's that's at least my big reason why we bought a camper and, and, um, and as a family, we were able to buy into that. Right. Yep. Okay. So like doing a bunch of small trips, um, that is, that is awesome. Mm -hmm. It's been perfect for us. All right. Reason number four, you just love it. You absolutely love camping Mm -hmm. and it just makes sense for you. It's, it's something you like to do. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes it's what you did as a child with your family and you want to do that with your kids or, you and your spouse or you and your family, you just, you love the outdoors and you want to be near it. We love a campfire. So um, just the whole the whole aspect of camping is just our favorite. It is. If you need to decide if you don't own one right now, I would definitely recommend renting. I've said that several times. Yeah, so, it makes sense. Yeah, go and go and rent. Or better yet, if you have a friend that has one, 
who would be willing to let you borrow it. Yeah. Or if they're just camping, if you could come and tag along for, you mm-hmm. know, for the day, maybe not even stay overnight and just kind of yeah. get the, get, you know, get the feel of what is, what is camping? What do you actually do? Right. Yeah. We love it so much that our campsite is always open and we love having friends come over. And, um, I'm pretty sure that you and I could talk to someone about camping and getting them n- educated on it more than um than they would ever learn just walking into an rv dealership yeah totally so um the only other thing that i'd really caution you against is don't walk into any rv dealership and get in any huge debt you can't really afford right go home at night after you look and really add the numbers up like I did, mm-hmm. don't just look at a monthly payment. No, because there's so much more involved in it. And um, and campers are shiny and pretty. And sometimes those big fancy ones just catch your eye and you just you have to have it. You know, don't let a dream of yours turn into something that you hate because it's just a burden. Right. right. And you've heard of being house poor, like you buy this huge mm-hmm. house. And you're like, man, I can make that payment. Then you move in and you're like, well, but I can't afford the furniture to put in it. Right. Don't be trailer poor with it, definitely. And for all that's good, don't finance a twenty dollars or $30,000 trailer for 10 or 15 years. Yeah. Banks won't even finance cars that don't depreciate as much for that long. That's true. I do not get it while they let people get in trouble. If you finance a $25,000 trailer for 10 or 15 years, mm-hmm. it will be worth nothing and you'll still owe a ton on right. it. Right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they do depreciate so quickly. Um, so that's why he's, he, Scott keeps saying just to make sure that you're buying one that is within your means and that you are not financing it for such crazy amount of times. Because like, like he's saying, at the end of your your loan payments, your trailer's not going to be worth anything. If it's a $22,000 trailer and you're using it regularly, I don't know. Yeah, so just be super cautious about that yeah. and uh, don't get in over your head. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what they say, that thing will be there tomorrow. Yep. Or they've just made 5000 of that same model. <laughs> right. And you can find it somewhere else. Go home, get your calculator out. No impulse buys. No impulse buys. And if you don't know how to do that, ask a friend or get some kind of calculator online that you can really figure up what is this going to cost you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so you'll make a wise decision. Yep. All right. Soapbox gone. <laughs> I'm off of it. That's good. All right. Let's recap. Let's run through a few reasons why we still chose camping after all that negative, right? <laughs> Why in the world would we waste our money like this? Number one, because we love it. We've Absolutely. already said it. Yeah. And that's that's the number one reason. We love the uh, lifestyle. Yeah, We like state parks. Whenever you get into state parks, there's just so many people around that you can talk to and you get to know. We just yeah. like the vibe. Yeah, the community is so great. Number two... Um, we chose to do more smaller trips than one or two large trips mm-hmm. a year. Yeah. That's that mental mind shift that I, you know, that I talked about is if you have to be on a budget, we had to choose to do that. Yeah. And for us, it's just as fun driving 30 minutes down the road as it is driving six hours to somewhere, you Absol- know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, number three, we enjoy the process. Yeah. We enjoyed the the planning. Mm-hmm. We like cleaning it up yep. whenever we get back to make it, you know, look and smell new again. Yep. And we enjoy the uh, prepping for it. Yes. Um, cooking food, packing. 
Yes. Making sure everything's ready to go. There's a buzz in my stomach every time we get ready to go. We're all excited. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny because the kids even get excited. They, um, they like putting their stuff in here and getting ready to go. Yeah, they absolutely do. Um, and number four reason why we still chose it after all the negatives is I think it's made our relationship better. Oh, hands down. It uh, gives us something to uh, focus on, something we can work toward as a family, even as our family um, you know, grows older. Um, we have one going off to college. One of them is in, um, high school now. Um, maybe he doesn't enjoy it as much as he used to, (laughs) you know, how kids go through phases, but it's just given us something to just, um, hang on to and to look forward to whenever we plan trips. Yes. Yeah. It's been so much, so much fun for our family. And I do agree. I think for you and I just to sit down and plan destinations and plan, um, meals together because we always sit down and, and figure out what we're going to eat while we're out. And then, um, just when we do big destinations, planning our excursions. I don't know. It just gives us some focused time together, and it has definitely been good for us. All right. So we have wrapped up all those reasons, negative Nancy we were today, <laughs> but I think we wrapped it up with some really positive reasons that, that if it's good for your family, that you can choose RV ownership and make it great. Yep. Sure can. Now, one of the things we've been trying to do is um, people have questions I have questions. Brandy has questions. So we're going to check it out and see what Brandy wants to know today. All right. So here's a segment that we're calling Brandy Wants to Know. Maybe some things that um, I do around the campsite or with the camper or uh, towing. And she's like, why in the heck do you always do that? Or what's going through your mind? So fire away. What do you want to know, Brandy? So I'm usually curious as to what's going through your head the f- when we first arrive to a campsite. Like, what are you thinking about? What are you seeing that I don't see? I'm just thinking about pretty trees and where I can hang a hammock. And what are you looking at? Yes, I am looking for a site that has enough space for our camper and our slides. That's kind of like the the first thing that I'm, that I'm looking for. Um, Second thing would be how level is it? Because we've stayed on some sites that are not very level, and by the time we get it level, our bottom step is 15 inches off the ground. And uh, Brandy is a height challenge. Five foot on a good day. Five (laughs) foot. So she's had to jump off the stairs. Um, So it has to be wide enough and, uh, and long enough. Okay. Then it needs to be level enough. And then I'm, then I'm also looking at, is there any area around the camper for us to hang out? Is there enough area for our awning to be rolled out? Okay. So those are some of the things that I'm definitely looking for. Um, also, how easy is it to get in and out of? Mm-hmm. I don't, what does that mean? I don't mind a challenge, like backing it in. Okay. But um, it's definitely better if it's not as much of a challenge, less... Um, Less opportunity to back into something if it's if you don't have to make any really sharp turns to get into the campsite. Okay, so I do have a question then. We've gone to some campgrounds where they assign us sites where we don't get the freedom to pick and choose which site. Um, so what do you do in those cases? Like what things are you thinking about or um, what what's going through your head during those situations. Yeah. So what we'll typically do, and, and, and Brandy's helped me do this. So she kind of knows this, this uh, process. If we have to pick a specific site, 
we'll try to go to Google Maps mm -hmm. and we'll try to do a, a satellite image yeah. of the campground. That's true. We will do that. And if it's not very wooded, you can usually see them and um, how you're going to get in there, how you're going to get out. And I'll usually call and talk to whoever's working at the campground if I've never been there. And I ask for their opinion because those guys know their campground better than anybody. So I, whenever they, you know, whenever they tell me that B-72 is open, ask them, all right, tell me about B-72. What does it back up to? What's, you know, what's to the left and right of it? How close is it to the bathhouse? Um, and then we try to look at that um, aerial view from um, Google Maps to kind of give me an idea of how it looks. It's a great idea. Those are some good tips. All right, that's it. That's something Brandy's always wanted to know. And now I know. I'm so glad you got an answer to that question. <laughs> Me too. I've been wondering. I know. Thank you guys for listening to us uh, rattle on about the negative and the positive of RV ownership. And we're encouraging you to keep cramming memories into everyday life. <laughs> <laughs>